Welcome to the Strategy with Jason podcast. Tune in for everything you need to know to stay in the know regarding the automotive industry. Here's your host, Jason Harris. Hey, 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 what's going on, Podcast Nation? It is Jason Harris here, and thank you for joining me on another episode of Strategy with Jason. Today, I have a great, great podcast set up for you guys. We're going to talk everything Jeep, so I'm super excited about this. I have with me the oh-so-famous Mr. David Hudson with me. David, what's going on? Hey, you know, it's uh, everything's great in Jeep land. It's uh, good to be a part of it there. Uh, now, now, David, you have excited. one of the best titles in the industry, by the way. Uh, let me see if I get this right. It is the Jeep Brand Experience and Innovation Manager. That's correct. It's a mouthful. You, you got it right. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it, it's, a, it's a long one. Uh, there's a lot of uh, little pies that, that I get to be involved in. And I, I guess I'd say that I'm a very well-rounded athlete here uh, over at the Jeep brand. So I get, I get, I'm blessed to be able to be a part of a, a bunch of different things with it. Well, I think it's cool. Um, but hey, uh, uh, David, real quick, before we jump into our topics today, we got some great ones. All right. For everyone out there that's watching and listening right now and kind of don't know how you got started in the industry. I love kicking off every one of our podcasts with a little origin story. So, so David, how did you get started in this crazy little world we call the automotive industry? <laughs> Oh, geez. Uh, wow. So, uh, you know, I started out uh, in the industry. Uh, absolutely. I mean, I just, as a, just a car, car guy, just from a kid. Um, and I started out actually as a lot boy. So I ended up uh, washing cars at my, uh, nice. my friend's, uh, dad's lot. And, uh, which is, which is up in British Columbia there near, near Canada. And, uh, I, I progressed there for a, I went to a parts and service driver, uh, I then went to a um, service advisor and I've done uh, and then I went to the sales team. And uh, when I went to university, I would come back uh, during the summers and I would sell uh, <laughs> sell cars uh, uh, during the winter and during the summer. And then after I finished uh, university, came back, I decided, well, hey, I, I want to make this my, my career. I want to I want to have a go at this. Um, and uh, I went down to and I ended up at 22 years old. I was the youngest uh, sales consultant that Porsche had at the time. And, wow. and uh, I went to the second biggest Porsche store that they had in the U.S., uh, North, Porsche North Scottsdale. Uh, I was down there for, for five years on the on the floor working that. And it was uh, a lot of fun. Um, the economy kind of kind of fell back out. I came back to Canada, uh, ended up in, in, in banking and commercial finance. And, uh, you know, it was a great, great career, very successful. But uh it, it, it's it's in your blood. It's not you automotive, know, uh, right? This happens all the time. I hear these stories happen so often. Uh, it, you, you try to get out. You know, it's like one of those old mafia movies, right? You you try to get out, and then they they, they suck you back in, and you just can't get out of it. I did the exact same thing when I I sold my Mitsubishi dealership. I was like, okay, I'm done. I, I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm going somewhere else. I'm not gonna do automotive anymore. And that lasted, I think, a whole whopping. Uh, four weeks, maybe five weeks. And then I was like, oh, I should start an agency. Oh, I should start an automotive agency. But yeah, no, you're 100% right, dude. It sucks you back in. Hey, you know, I was thinking earlier, because we were talking earlier about, you know, some of the brands out there that have really knocked it out of the park when it comes to an experience. And your time with Porsche is just, I mean, that's another, another great brand example of, of a company that really has kind of embraced and understood the experience behind uh, owning and and uh, having these vehicles. And I think you've done some amazing things, you know, with Jeep. So I can see how some of your time with Porsche is kind of influencing some of your time over here with Jeep. Is that true? 
Yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting, Jason, and the way, the way that I, I honestly describe it to people, uh, and, and they go, well, Hey, you know, you're a Jeep and, and, and Porsche. Uh, and, and I go, here's the commonality between the two. If you were to ask a 10 year old child uh, or, or a seven year old child to draw me a Jeep, the child could sit there and they could draw a Jeep. They know exactly what a Jeep looks like. Yep. You ask them to draw a Porsche, child can probably draw a 911 Porsche. They know what the silhouette looks like. They yes. know what the vehicle looks like. There's that passion and that sense with the two brands that are so iconic that a, a young child can simply, you know, pencil them out. That and is, and that's that the power of the point. brand. That's the power of, of both of them. That is, that is. And, you know, I mean, speaking of just the power of the brand and just how brands, you know, so there's times where we actually think brands are going to disappear. I mean, there was a point in time, you know, kind of in the early, late 80s and early 90s that, you know, they were talking about letting the Jeep brand go. And thank God that they didn't, you know, uh, because so many things have changed since then. I mean, you guys have some amazing new products. I mean, talk about a time to be invested in just deep into the Jeep brand. I mean, you guys have more new product, I think, just coming out in the next, now in the next 24 months than you probably have in the last 20 years, you know, combined. So, so uh, let's go over some of the new product and tell me what excites you the most. Yeah. You know, it's, 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 it's funny, uh, Jason. I mean, I, I've got a photo, uh, when, when I was younger, um, my, my friend had a brand new, uh, Jeep YJ, uh, when we were, you know, when we were kids, it was the last, it was a 95, uh, that he, he got yeah. out, you know, in high school. And then uh, there's a picture of me sitting next to the, the brand new, you know, three, nine, two, and it's, I've got both of them together. And it's, uh, it's, it's really cool. Cause we were wrenching with my dad, putting the the bumpers on and that stuff. And, and now, you know, with the Wrangler, I mean, it, it, we've got both, we've got both rows in the direction on it. I mean, we've okay. got the four by E, which gives you that electrical component up there, you know, 25 miles uh, of range, electric, full electric range on it. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's potentially, if you live like, you know, downtown in a city, you don't even really need to fill it up. It's just incredible. And then on the other side of the scale, we've got the 392, you know, we've got that V8 engine, the Hemi. It's, I mean, the Wrangler portfolio and what it's capable of now is, is incredible. But I, I think the one that I'm most excited about and the one that, that the team's just been absolutely working all over for is, uh, you know, the, the Grand Wagoneer and the Wagoneer, the return of the oh, two. I'm, I'm it, with you. I'm so excited for that. I'm 100 29 years it's yes. been since we've had that product out. Um, and, you know, we were the, one of the original innovators of, of that large format SUVs. And now we're returning. And the, uh, the product, they've absolutely nailed it. Uh, it's I've, I've had a pleasure to, to be in and out of it and, and drive around in it. And it's... Ugh. You're going to love it. You're going to love to see it. It's, I, I'm really it's looking awesome. forward to it because, um, you know, growing up, right, um, my uncle had a Wagoneer. In fact, you know, I remember this car so much because it was it was a manual transmission. And, um, oh, you know, that's the, rare. The Bolt front, action. The front seats were bench, right? So I, this probably may have been a late 60s, maybe an early 70s model. And I would sit in the middle and he put the clutch and then tell me what gear to put it in. Right. And I just, I remember that so much. In fact, actually I've been on the hunt for Wagoneer. I would love to find one, uh, in Canada, they're a little tough to find one that they haven't rusted all the way through. <laughs> so I'll eventually, I'll eventually find one, but I'm, I'm super excited to see large SUVs come back. You know, there was a, there was a time there that they just almost kind of disappeared and you didn't necessarily know if there was going to be a market, you know, for big SUVs. But as technology's got better, fuel efficiency's got better. Um, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, you guys 
just knocked it out of the park on this one. This is one of those few times where you see the uh, the rendering of potentially what the vehicle is going to look like, and then when you actually see the vehicle, you're like, "Damn, it is not far off, like at all compared to what you guys you know were proposing what it could potentially look like." Uh, a lot of new techs going into that. I'm kind of curious, you know, what what part of that new Wagoneer family uh, excites you the most? You know, I, I think it's it's really the op- the opportunity that the Wagoneer you know presents itself as sort of a sub brand of the of the Jeep, and and that's how we're looking at it. We're t- you know the Wagoneer customers are different; their expectations are, are elevated. It's a, yes. you know the, the level that, that we're going to provide uh, from the dealerships is is going to be on par with the offering. Um, it really is sort of the culmination of everything we have in house. So mm-hmm. all of our engineering triumphs, and what I mean by that is that. The vehicle, you know, starting from the ground up is built on the, you know, the chassis, our knowledge of, of the three-time motor trend winning, you know, truck of the year. Um, so you've got that that foundation moving up. You've got the air ride suspension. You've got the independent rear. You've got, uh, so it not only does it, it, it rides well, I mean, just it drives uh, and the, the comfort level of it. Uh, and the interior cab space, I mean, this is now the, the, the Ram have to have to untruck the DT. Yeah. I mean, it has one of the biggest interiors. I think besides the, uh, the, the Mulsanne, it's it, from Bentley. It's, it's got one of the biggest interior volumes and it's cl- you know, out there. Like, We're just building on that. We're making it just that much bigger. And then the, the interiors, I mean, just oh, knocking wow. it out of the park. I mean, you should gorgeous. see the suede, you know, the Alcantara, the, the, the suede like headliner that we've, we've got uh, going through the whole Grand Wagoneer. It's just, it's just unbelievable. It's exquisite. I love it. You know, what's funny is like uh, when, when we were growing up, when I think at the Jeep brand, all right, uh, <laughs> the word luxury never came to mind. I mean, I, I spent a lot of time and you know uh early and late model 80s jeeps and um you know they shake your teeth <laughs> they, 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 they were teeth shakers right i mean you know and like i, I remember you know you you're dri- you try try to drive down the highway with a buddy or something like that and you're trying to hold a conversation and you know when there's like an old school jeep owner because they just permanently yell at everybody uh, because if you've ever had to have a conversation in a Jeep going down the highway at 60, 70 miles an hour, you're not hearing a whole lot, but it's just amazing how the brand has just, it's just evolved. It's so much. I mean, you have, you've still stayed true, which I love the fact that as a brand, you still stay true to real off-road, get out there, attack any adventure you want, you know, kind of mentality then you have a uh, a performance portion of the Jeep brand, which is just absolutely phenomenal. I mean, look, any any Jeep where you guys can install a launch control, I mean, come on. <laughs> like, I mean, <laughs> why not, right? And and then what you guys have done with the Grand Cherokee and now the Wagoneers, I mean, you have this luxury. It is just, it, it, it's crazy that, you know, to think that at one point in time, you thought of Jeep owners and you thought of one singular audience, right? And those were those people that hunted and fished and spent times outdoors. And now you look at the Jeep brand and it's just like, there's a Jeep for everybody now. You know, so it's, it's very cool. Very, very cool to see that. Now, um, not only is there a Jeep for everybody, but I also have started to see that your guys' global numbers are increasing quite a bit. So I'm actually kind of curious, how is the global Jeep growth going right now? 
Yeah. You know, that's, that's a really key component to it. Uh, the Jeep brand all over the globe is, is absolutely, uh, you know, going gangbusters on fire. Uh, we, we're finding that there's a huge market for us, especially in areas like uh, Japan, uh, South Korea, uh, India. Uh, these are markets. Uh, Brazil is one of the, the, the stronger markets for us as well. Uh, of course, that they, we also have a manufacturing facility in, in Brazil uh, that manufactures over there as well. And I think that what it is, is that the, the brand really speaks to it. And each region has their own uh, ideas of what the brand is. Uh, Japan has a, a real Jeep, for instance. They do reforestation efforts uh, throughout the, the, the uh, Japan itself. Uh, Brazil has you know, a Jeep Nation brand, and, and, and they do a lot of dealer and sort of uh, customer opportunities all over where they do these events. They take them, and they're, they're, they're uh, bringing the owners in. They're showing the owners how to take the, the vehicles off-road. They're showing them how to, uh, to to use the jeeps to the fullest, and and, and really immerse in that that sort of that lifestyle, um, and that's kind of the coolest part about being a part of the brand is that you know we have there's a different level for everybody uh, at entry points, so you know, there's different that, ways to get into it. I think that's really cool because you like look when when I think of Jeep, right? I I have to admit I've just kind of always thought it was just kind of a, a North America brand, right? It's just something that Canadians and Americans buy and then go play in the mud. But that's just not the case anymore. I mean, this Jeep has really become a global brand, so that's super exciting to hear that growth is going uh, really well for you guys. Now, I, I I know the key to any growth, all right, has a lot to do with the sales strategy. And I always find it super fascinating to see how each brand, you know, will create its own sales strategies. And, you know, we've connected recently and talked, you know, about this in the past, you know, off camera. You got some really cool things going on right now in Jeep world. <laughs> so so what are what are some of the new Jeep sales strategies that you guys are currently working on right now? Well, I, I think it, it really goes back to to listening to the customers and listening mm -hmm. to what the, the customers, they want something certainly this, that's authentic. Uh, they want something that uh, can, can represent what the heritage uh, pieces, uh, you, you know, bring to the table. But they also want something that's, that's more, uh, more modern to them. But not, and I say modern, that, that the brand's not modern, but mm -hmm. uh, more of uh, electrification, more components like that. And, and with the Wrangler 4xe, with the electrification of that, I mean, we've made a commitment to, to make all the nameplates electrified. And uh, we have announced that the uh, Grand Cherokee uh, will be the next uh, vehicle, at least in the North American shores uh, here, that will receive the electrification. Over in Europe, we already have the Compass and the Renegade uh, running right now electrically in the PHEVs. So, but in both those models. Now, from from a sales perspective, you know, like um, I know you guys have worked with a couple with a couple different programs, you know, lately. And the one that we connected about recently, which I'm really excited to kind of deep dive into, is uh, your guys' My Freedom program, uh, because you you mentioned it earlier, and 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 it's see it's it's in your title, which I think is so cool. I actually am very fascinated with your title, by the way. Uh, <laughs> as long as it is, I'm super fascinated with your title because it's experience and innovation. Right. And I don't think in our industry, we, we typically look at the two of those being side by side. Uh, but, but, you know, as when I think of kind of the dealer side, you know, a lot of a lot of managers are listening right now and stuff like that. You know, we, we chase the dragon that is experience. We all want you know, right, to try to define, you know, what that amazing experience is. Uh, is and the better our experience, right? The better we connect with our customers, the better our sales are, and so on and so forth. You know, but it really does require a, a level of 
uh, innovation. So I, I, this, this new program that you guys are running, this My Freedom, I think really does bring innovation and an experience to it. Can, can we go into that a little deeper as far as like what the program is, how did you get creative? I would love to be a fly on the wall during this meeting. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, Jason, that, that that program has has been uh, going for for a number of years, trying to get it to to iteration and to launch. And, and yesterday we did launch. Uh, we started the the uh, the borrowing aspect of it, uh, a pilot program that we're running in Texas, and uh, th- it's a really really unique uh, I- I sort of innovation program. And to be a part of that with the the journey, and, and finally you know to have its culmination and in, in, out in the marketplace is is cool. You know, when you're when you're a dealer, you've always got your reps coming in and talking to you about market share and this and that. And, and as a dealer, as a manager, you just say, I don't want to hear about share. I, you know, tell me about how many cars I can sell, tell exactly. how much money I can make and, uh, you, you know, that sort of aspect of it. But but as a manufacturer, we look at things more or less from from like, well, how much share? How are we going to increase share? How are we going to get more uh, vehicles out there? How, how are we going to do that? And we taking back, we looked at the amount of what our targets for, for global, for sales worldwide. And we thought, you know, uh, there's, we, we can't simply just create more share or more demand just by, by coming up with different things. And we looked at the retail models and we looked at what's been out there now. And, and the landscape really hasn't changed in, in the last 20, 30, 40 years. I mean, you've got retail purchase and you've got financing and you've got leasing. Now there are some forays into subscription and, and that kind of stuff, uh, but, but we we haven't really seen uh, you know the entry into that, and so that's really what the program and the My Freedom program does is it gets into the subscription, it gets into sort of that art that 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 peer to peer and the borrowing aspect of it, and so the one that we're running in the Texas program, uh, it, it's a very unique program. Now the idea is is that uh, and and dealers listening uh, love this. Uh, we'll, we'll, like. Uh, it, it, the idea is is that um, as great as a Wrangler is off road in, in its capabilities, mm-hmm. uh, there are some aspects of it. Uh, let's say for uh, for a two door Wrangler, uh, it just doesn't have the size that you need. So there might be some components or some days where you might need to a uh, pickup truck. Um, you might sure. need to put some some mulch in the back or something like that. So to help and augment that the Wrangler's capability, what what's going on with the program is that you purchase a Wrangler. And then you're going to get six credits or six tokens. These six credits and six tokens are good for daily use, sort of uh, use rates of another vehicle from the dealership. So essentially, you can come in uh, and then you can reserve like a pickup truck uh, to you for use for a day. You can uh, use a Dodge Challenger for, uh, let's say, a, a date night. You've got family and the in-laws coming into town. You can use a credit to take home a Grand Caravan or a Pacifica uh, to, to move that around. So it, it really augments and helps um, push the vehicle into that there. And we have, a, a, I would argue that, that uh, the Stellantis brands has the largest fleet covering the most uh, amount of markets. So we can offer uh, <laughs> a very large wide range of vehicles that you need for almost any purpose. Uh, and it just gives another reason for the management and the stores to help close that deal. So, for instance, Jason, if you're if you were looking uh, for a uh, at a two door Wrangler, and uh, which is a beautiful you know, your, your spouse is going, yes. are you crazy? There's not enough room for the kids. You know, as a salesperson, I can say, well, hey, Jason, how many days uh, a week are do you think that you're going to need uh, to go on a road trip? 
well, we go on a road trip, maybe, you know, four or five days a year. Well, if you had a, a, a grand caravan for those four or five days, w- would that be enough to, to, you know, to, to suit your needs? Well, yeah, I think it would. And that's the idea. The idea well, no, is to help augment sales and help them push, uh, drive more sales. No, look, I think it's super cool because I think it even for myself, right? Like I have a, I have a full size SUV outside with the big V8 in it. And I got it because once or twice a year, I got to tow my boat. And, you know, once or twice a year, I got to pull the, pull my trailer and my ATV and stuff like that. And, and, some, and I just like, I, I don't know how, what gas prices are for you guys right now, but gas prices in Canada are ridiculous. Ridiculous. We're almost a dollar forty a liter. And Oof. I'm just going, oh, I mean, I'm, I'm just glad that I'm not traveling a lot right now because of the lockdown that we're currently in. I'm just able to do a lot of these Zoom calls. But I mean, I bought this vehicle and I thought about it afterwards. I'm like, I bought a vehicle and I had to step up uh, to another level to get the big V8 so I can get the towing capability for something that I only do four or five times a year. And I'm going, that was I don't know if that's necessarily a great idea, uh, but it but it is what it is. And, and you guys have answered that. I mean, I think there's a lot of people out there li- that are like me that do need that truck, you know, once or twice a year so they can, you know, go take the boat and drop it in the lake and then come back and pick it up when the season's over, right? And then there are people that have family come into town and, you know, they don't need all that room all the time. But when they are, when they do come into town, it's so awesome. I could just go and do that. I, I gotta, I know it's early, but I'm so like, I get real. I think this program is freaking awesome. I gotta be honest with you. I just think it's freaking awesome, right? Because I can't wait to see what the, what the analytics are coming back from this. Because, you know, I don't think there's another brand out there that has made it this easy to just engage not with just uh, the product that they own, but also just, you know, uh, the entire family of vehicles, all right, that you guys have. Because, you know, the one thing I love about Slantis and all the brands are in there is that you guys make amazing purpose-built vehicles, all right? But I don't always need every purpose every single day. So I think a lot of consumers out there are kind of stuck in buying something uh, that they're trying to cover all purposes, but it's doesn't, yeah, it doesn't quite, I agree with you, it doesn't always connect with the customer. Now it gives that customer the opportunity to decide what purpose-built vehicle they want, and then they can connect with other vehicles. I think it's awesome. It narrows it, it narrows the focus. Yeah. And I think that you know, the more narrower and more direct you are, you, you, the more that is purpose-built, but then they get the the best of that. And and that's sort of what we're seeing with consumption models with consumers everywhere. Sure. Everybody is going to, you know, very, very specific uh, consumer things and very refined. Uh, in all sorts of uh, consumer products. And I, I think the, the ability to offer all that and augment it, you know, one of, one of the, the things that I think that it's important to the dealer side of it is that we're, we're help use, utilizing the dealer's fleet. So yes. dealers are uh, yes. often have a, uh, uh, like a courtesy transportation fleet that is underutilized. And that's what we're, we're doing with them. So we're, we're, we're also working to weaponize their, their, their inventory on that. So we're taking them from, let's say, a 60% utilization rate to hopefully a 90% utilization rate yeah. on their courtesy transportation fleet. So, uh, and then, of course, we're, we're funding them uh, for the rates that they use uh, on that as well for the vehicles. But it, it's... It's a great way to augment it. And the way, the other way that we look at it is that just as you said, Jason, so uh, we, we are now getting access to maybe, you know, you own a Jeep, but perhaps you, you have a, let's say a competitor's truck, sure. right? Say you've got a Chevy or an F-150 
And you, and, uh, that it's very difficult within those brands to, to have somebody bleed over across. Usually, um, you know, if you look at, at, uh, Toyota, uh, and Nissan, you know, the difficulty, I think Nissan doesn't, they don't sell uh, the Titan in Canada anymore. I don't think. Right. No, they're stopping. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't think so. Uh, it's it's a very difficult competitive market. So to to get someone to move over to your product, I mean, it, it's it's very difficult and very expensive. But, but we think that that well, now we're, we're offering someone a twenty four hour test drive uh, with 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 one of our, our our sister brands with the Ram truck. So now they get to go home. They get to experience the difference of you know the independent multi link coil suspension truck yeah. that the Ram has as opposed to some of the other offerings. And we think that 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 globally that's going to help uh, the sales. Also, it's it's going to create lists for us to follow up on. Um, so, for instance, Jason, you, let's say you you did buy a two door Wrangler, and, mm-hmm. and over to purchase, uh, you've you've been using your credits, but you specifically sway to using uh, this truck, and you've taken it four or five times. Uh, that's a reason for me to call you and say, you know, hey, Jason, uh, notice that uh, you, you've taken this the the truck out a couple of times. Well, yeah. Well, have your needs changed? Oh, yeah. You know, I've got two giant St. Bernards now and, and it just doesn't quite fit in the Wrangler as well. So the, the truck's there. Well, hey, great. You know, we're actually retiring that vehicle out of our service and we've got an offer for you on this. Why don't you come in and we can talk about that? Yeah, I think that's awesome. I Look, I think there's so much opportunity for the dealerships to get back behind this. And, you know, I, I got to applaud, you know, you guys for putting something like this together. I mean, look, I, the relationship between manufacturer and dealer um, it can go up and down, inside to side, right? Which which makes sense. Look, there's there's it's a wholesale and a retailer relationship, right? And you know to see the wholesaler really kind of do something that I I see so much benefit for the re for the retailer. It's it's amazing. Like I, I seriously think it's it's very very cool. I mean I can't tell you how many Jeep owners I know uh, where the second vehicle you know in that driveway is not one of you guys' brands. It's, it's, it's another brand. But now this opens up that door to have those conversations. Um, now, is this, is this just Jeep Wranglers or is this all Jeeps that qualify for the My Freedom program? Yeah, so the My Freedom program, uh, we've got we've got the website up as well. So anybody that's uh, that's listening can can have a look at the website. It's drivemyfreedom.com, uh, and it's uh, Wrangler. Uh, it's the Wrangler program on there, and uh, it, it is just for Wranglers. It is in Texas uh, right now, so you got to be a resident of Texas and a Texas dealer that's uh, signed up and authorized on that that's uh, decided to participate in the program. So right now we are starting it with Wranglers, but we see it moving uh, off to to the other vehicles as well. Um, so you, you simply you, a renegade or a Grand Cherokee. Maybe you, with a Grand Cherokee L, you, you you really need the third row. You want the space, but occasionally you, you do want to try out a, a Wrangler, you know, for for a two day adventure or something like that. Yeah, uh, and, and and again, you you can. That's what we're looking to to have the program as an extension of that Jeep ownership of that sort of exclusivity of it. Yeah. Well, you know what. It, it definitely brings an innovative experience to owning to owning that product, and I think it's so cool. And I'm so excited to see how the program will continue to evolve. And honestly, I can't wait. You know, we'll have to do like another one of these like a year from now, and really start to start diving into the analytics and and how it's affecting the dealership. Because I, I, I seriously think you guys are onto something here that's insanely big, and I just don't know of another brand that has gone down this direction. So I applaud you. I think this is very, very cool. Look, I know we're getting towards the tail end of our time today, but before I let you go, um, I want to talk a little bit about the the future of the Jeep brand. We talked about some of the new products and stuff like that, uh, but I'm curious, you know, what is on the, the horizon 
for Jeep? What what can we expect, uh, you know, in the next five years? Yeah, I mean, the, the, the next five years, we will see the, the you know, there's going to be a huge connectivity. Uh, there's going to be a huge uh, uh, electrification component of, of what we're coming out with. And you're going to see the brand continue down its strong road. So we're, we'll continue to have that performance aspect of it. We will continue to have the electrification and we'll have the connectivity of it. And our goal is, is, is Jason, is to be one of the greenest, the, the greenest SUV brand out there. Ooh, no, uh, cool. We, we are cool. really stepping in and leaning into uh, the, the making those changes. Uh, and, and, and it's, it's great. The, the, the amount of uh, sales that we have had and, and the, just the orders, I mean, <laughs> it, it, they're, they're sold out for, for the four by E's for, for 21. I know that. Um, but the, the, it's just the demand for, for that is, 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 is insatiable. People really like what the Wrangler and, and it can offer, especially in the electrified format. So it, it, it's been a real treat to, to help govern and, and steer down that road and, and find, fine tune it. Yeah. No, I, I think it's cool. Look, look, as we know the Jeep brand, all right, we never really kind of, th- you never associate Jeep and technology. <laughs> Right? Yeah. You know, I think I think Jeep was one of the brands for the longest time that still had a manual uh, window function. Actually, I think it was probably the last brand that still had manual windows um, <laughs> within it, right? But but that's okay because that's what it was. It was a, yeah. it was a no frills, get out, go everywhere, do everything thing. But uh, a vehicle. But now you guys bring in the tech, and it is so exciting to see what you guys will do. Uh, with the tech moving forward, not just in connectivity and fuel efficiency, but also off-road tech. Um, I've seen what, now there's a bunch of off-road cameras that will show me underneath the car of like where I'm touching, what I'm not touching. Like it is so cool to see what you guys are doing on that side. And then to see the performance part of the Jeep brand. I mean, come on, just, let's stick a monster V8 into a Wrangler because yeah. we can. I mean, it's it's almost 500 for what is it 400 and what, what was the power output 470 is that what it is 470 horsepower yep, yep. because you know jeep wrangler needs 470 horsepower <laughs> oh, exactly. i love it but we're gonna do it because you can right and then uh, and then what you guys are doing on the luxury side yeah i i've seen the interior pictures i can't wait to actually feel and touch and drive a wagon here uh because that interior really does it just doesn't look like a Jeep. It just doesn't. So I'm super cool to see that. So it's amazing to watch what the brand is doing. It's amazing to see what you're doing with the brand. Uh, for for everyone out there that's watching and listening, David, and would love to kind of connect with you, and you know, we continue these conversations. You know, what what's the best way for someone to do that? Uh, you, you know, some probably the best way to reach out to me is Dave Hudson at Stellantis uh, It would be my my email there at uh, at corporate. And then I'm going to tell you guys to hit him up on LinkedIn. Connect with him on LinkedIn. <laughs> I'm trying to get everyone to connect on LinkedIn. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you, you know, uh, real exciting. I, I, I'm, uh, I don't know if you're going to be down a digital dealer. Well, I'm sure uh, I don't think you're going to be able, guys no, be able to be. get there. I will be there. Let's do it. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. So I'll be seeing you down there. I'm uh, presenting a session uh, on mobility and, uh, for, for the brand uh, uh, on the 8th. That is exciting. I will be front row. I will make sure to heckle the crap out of you. Um, <laughs> hey, hey, David, thank you so much for taking the time to jam with me today. This has been a ton of fun. Uh, you have yourself an amazing day. Thanks, Jason. Thanks for tuning in to the Strategy with Jason podcast with your host, Jason Harris. 
don't want to miss new content, be sure to check out the full podcast library at strategywithjason.com to stay in the know. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe. Happy podcasting.